Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the hosts of the WordPress Community Podcast, Yost Ivok and Frederick Towns. Hey, hey, everyone. We're here back for another week. Um, last t- week, we had about 10 minutes to talk to Tony Schneider. And, uh, well, we sort of guessed we needed a couple more. So we asked him to come back, and he's here with us this week already. So, hi, Tony. Thanks for being here. Hi. Nice to be on the show. Very good. And we've got Frederick with us as well. Hey, everybody. Um, So we're actually good for another show, uh, I think. Um, Last week's big news is probably still the biggest news we've had for a while in the WordPress um, area and uh, with the Microsoft Live Spaces deal. If you haven't listened to that episode, just well go to wp-community.org and listen to it. Um, but I was wondering, Tony, um, have you seen any people move over already or uh, do you guys keep track of that? We had to add some servers to handle all those imports. So importing is, so 100,000 blogs 
you know, that's a lot of posts and comments, and, you know, those imports take a while. So our importers have been um, working over time. And uh, in terms of overall load on WordPress.com, that's going to go up gradually as the traffic from those blogs starts to, to come over to WordPress.com. Yeah, so what happens is those blogs all get redirected to, to WordPress.com, right? So basically you Correct. just got so yourself 100,000 100, new clients. Yes, exactly. And so once a blog has completed migration, then Microsoft switches, flips the switch, and all of the previous traffic gets redirected to us. Okay, pretty cool. So that must be exciting times for you guys and a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. And we do. Uh, we are working to, uh, you know, welcome those new users to our system and explain how WordPress works and how to keep logging on our system. Cool, very cool. So um, I, I jumped right into that, but I actually wanted to do a, a bit more of a formal introduction. Your uh, your job title at Automatic is CEO, which basically means you actually are the guy running the show. I get, I guess. Yes, I'm the CEO of Automatic, <laughs> so uh, I mostly these days, you know, deal with uh, just operating the company and making sure we have enough money in the bank to keep going. <laughs> Is that something you guys have to worry about? No, we've actually been uh, pretty conservative in the way we've grown the company. We uh, we have raised some venture capital money, and part of my job is to uh, work with our investors, but we have been near break even in terms of making just about as much money as we need to to keep going for the entire four and a half years of the company now. So we've been growing as we make more money. We've been adding more people. Cool. And how many people is that in total now for Automatic? We're at 70 people. Okay. From all around the world, I noticed, because I was in Bulgaria last weekend for WordCamp Bulgaria, where I uh, met Nikolai again, who lives there and works for Automatic. But you guys are actually all over the globe, aren't they? We are. We are a distributed company. We have people in, I believe, it's 14 countries um, so far. <clears throat> and we have two in Bulgaria, actually, Nikolai and Torsten. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I, I think I actually met Torsten, too, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Sorry, Torsten. Uh. <laughs> so I wanted to ask uh, Tony if he could tell us a little bit about his uh, his history before Automatic and kind of what brought him to, uh, to WordPress. Sure, yeah. I was, um, I've been in a number of Silicon Valley startups. So I've sort of been a startup guy. And uh, I started out, I didn't, uh, I didn't grow up in the U.S. actually. I grew up in Switzerland. And I moved to California when I was 19 because I was really into computers and I wanted to study computer science in California. So I did. And then right out of college, I joined a startup in Palo Alto. And sort of ever since, I've been, uh, I sort of caught the bug. And the, right before Automatic, I was at Yahoo for a year and a half. And that was because they had acquired a previous startup at where I was CEO. It was a company called Offpost. We made a webmail client, a webmail system that Yahoo acquired and uh, turned into the new Yahoo Mail. So, and then when I was, while I was at Yahoo, I was, uh, I, I was introduced to uh, Matt Mullenweg and to WordPress and, you know, started following that project. And then when Matt decided that it was time to uh, start a company based on WordPress, he asked me to join a CEO. 
that was in uh, late 2005. Okay. So what was it in particular that made the offer from Matt so sweet? I mean, what is it that you noticed about WordPress? The community? You know, what, what in particular? So I've, throughout my career, the, the companies I've joined or been part of usually been based on just really falling in love with a product. And I remember first, when I first saw WordPress, I think it was in 2004, uh, probably, um, just having one of those moments where you just find a, a product and, and, and just think it's great. And I, so I was using it and, and sort of watching it and you know, talking to a number of people in the community for about a year and just really, really enjoyed it and thought it had great potential. So it was sort of by the time Automatic was formed and, and masked me, I was already I was already sold on the idea. Awesome. So so Yost, he was a he was a user and and uh, and uh, part of the community from from uh, way back in the day. I think that's awesome. It's it's pretty cool, especially if you imagine that at that time the community wasn't that big yet. Uh, because when Automatic started, uh, um, how many users did WordPress have? Did you have an estimate at that time? Uh, when we started Automatic, I'm, we didn't have exact numbers back then, but we're, our guess is that it was probably maybe about 200,000 users at the time. And today we're at, I believe, 26 million, if you on both WordPress.com and WordPress.org. So we've seen tremendous growth on, on both sides, the .com side and the .org side. Yeah, and, and the growth seems to be speeding up lately because we're seeing more and more talks about WordPress becoming the biggest CMS out there. Um, what I was wondering is I'm seeing all sorts of figures floating around the web now about how, which percentage of the web is um, powered by uh, WordPress. Powered Do you have any WordPress. any yeah, figures that are actually correct? Um, yeah, we've seen a number of figures. The one we've been using is uh, uh, the 8.5% number that uh, Dries actually from Drupal, I think, is, is the source of that number. And we thought since, you know, Drupal is... Uh, is a, another CMS, a competitive CMS with WordPress. That you know, if we if we uh, take a number from them, it's probably uh, you know somewhat credible since you know they're it's not coming from us. There's also a uh, a research group in the UK called Netcraft, and they track uh, CMS market share. And it's uh, that's research that people have to buy. It's not publicly available, but um, we've been uh, looking at their numbers, and they uh, they come in at a very similar range. So we, we sort of feel like, it's, you know, it's probably pretty accurate. So that would mean uh, in between 5 and 8%? Yeah, I would say, I'd say between 5 and 10 um, for sure. And, you know, it's also, you know, these numbers are a little bit, you know, it depends on how you count. Um, you know, people try and figure out how many active websites are there actually on the web and what does active mean? Does it mean they get traffic? Does do all those landing pages count? That you know that all those domain landing pages and all those kinds of things. So so people have a you know different estimate on how many websites there actually are you know on the entire web. But uh, but again, sort of you know that once you look at numbers across a few different data sets, then WordPress is consistently you know in the five to ten percent range, and also it's, it's 
consistently one of the biggest or the biggest web CMS at this point because, you know, the majority of websites out there don't use a CMS. They're just hand-coded. So once you look at just CMSs, I think WordPress is uh, way up there. Yeah, it's it's very cool and good to be a part of that, to be honest. Uh, we, yeah, I, I think both Frederick and I are seeing the effects of the rapid growth uh, of the community and, and what that does to businesses based on it. So that's Definitely. a good thing. Um, uh, what are your plans for Automatic for for your future? You guys plan on keeping growing like in the, in the, pa- the pace you are in now or uh, any bigger plans? We definitely keep growing. Like I said earlier, we've sort of been taking it, you know, one step at a time as we make more money, we hire more people. So we, we plan to continue to do that and to continue to expand. And really, as a as a company, we, you know, we're obviously we run WordPress.com, so we're very much identified with, with the WordPress movement. But I always want to point out and, you know, that, that WordPress.org, the open source project and automatic are two separate things. And when we set up automatic, WordPress, uh, the software and the open source community already existed. And we really wanted to be sure and make clear that, that our company is going to be separate from it, that the, that the open source community is not owned by the company. Because when companies do that, usually the, the open source project suffers. And so we wanted to make sure from day one that we keep those two as separate as possible. We have automatic that focuses on commercial services, a for-profit company. We build things that we charge for, and we have the community that really has as its, its primary mission not to make money, but to have an open-source project and you know, protect its freedoms and, ha- freedoms and have it available to anybody for anything they want to use it. And so we want to continue that. And we've, we've, as I said earlier, both sides of this equation have done really well. And we spend a lot of time thinking about what we can do to sort of reinforce each other. So at Automatic, we build the kinds of services that just can't be built by an open source community. And that was really the, the genesis of the company was when WordPress got pretty big, like we said earlier, a couple hundred thousand people. But there were certain things that, that the open source community couldn't do. For example, spam started to be a problem on blogs, and the spam solutions that were emerging just weren't able to keep up with the spammers. And we felt like we could build a centralized spam service, which became a kismet, that could really take care of this problem. But it had to be run by a company because it's a centralized service and you know, takes servers and it costs money to run. Um, same with WordPress.com. We felt like we could bring a lot more people into the WordPress community if if we had a hosted service that was just super simple to sign up and get started, but it required a company to run it. So those are the kinds of services we want to run at Automatic and continue to build out, just things that build on top of WordPress but make it better and enhance people's blocking experience. And we're going to continue to invest in those. Very cool. So, um, in 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 that respect, I mean, you've you've mentioned a couple of services now. But what's the service at Automatic that you're most proud of? Oh, I, I like all of them. Um, I would say you know, the the one we've probably been working on hardest recently in terms of an add-on service for WordPress is VaultPress, which is our real-time backup service for WordPress blogs and. You know, this is like a lot of things we've done 
this is a service that we built for WordPress.com that we just needed to build to make that service better, and we've now extracted it out and also made it available to users of the WordPress.org software. And it's a really cool service. It's very, um, you know, it's, 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 it's technically very interesting, and I think it provides a really much-needed service to, to WordPress blogs, especially ones that have big blogs with a lot of content, with, you know, that change a lot, and, you know, people who base their businesses on WordPress uh, to have a, a great backup solution, I think, is really important. So, so that's one that, um, you know, has been on our minds because it's, it's been, uh, we've launched it, it's in private beta now, it's going to open up to the public, um, so that's been exciting. But uh, we have, you know, we have a lot of different projects going, and we'll, we'll launch more that are sort of along the lines of, of a ball press type service, so services that make your WordPress blog faster, safer, more secure, more protected, um, just as more and more people build really big sites on WordPress, those services become very important. Very cool. Um, so there's there's just too much questions to ask, Tony, but I'll, I'll just go go through the list that I had in my head. Um, the, the whole automatic experience in working with a distributed company like that, which is um, something um, I think not a lot of companies are able to do well, uh, has that made your company a better one in your opinion or has it uh, made things harder? Um, I think it's it's a really good fit for us. It's not, you know, there, you can build a centralized company or a distributed company. I think, you know, either model can work. Um, I, I think it's tough to do both. I, I, I've heard a lot of people who've had a hard time working for companies that are sort of part centralized and some people work remotely and it's it's really difficult to integrate the two, but I think you can pick one or the other, and they can both be great. For us, the distributed model just made a lot of sense because even when we started the company, you know, the first four or five people were already spread all over the world because it was a bunch of the core WordPress contributors at the time who started at the company. Actually, the first employee was, was Donica, who lives in Ireland, and then Ryan Bourne was in San Jose at the time. Andy Skelton was in Texas. Matt and I were in San Francisco. So instead of trying to get everybody to move to one place, we said, well, let's just start. We will continue on in this distributed mode. And then it's, it's just worked really well for us as we've continued in that mode and we've invested a lot to make sure that that works for us. That we have a lot of internal communication tools. We use IRC a lot. We use Skype a lot. We use our P2 blocks, our group blocks a lot to make sure that we have sort of constant communication. We do a lot of so people meet up in person. We just last month spent a week in Florida, the entire company together, and then smaller teams within the company. Some of the product teams are doing their own meetups where they meet up for a few days and just spend time in person. And we also encourage um, people at Automatic to go to work camps. If there's a work camp nearby, um, go there and, you know, maybe meet up with a bunch of other people. So you have to do some of those things to make sure that, you know, as a distributed company, 
you have the you have the communication and, and the exchange of ideas that you need. But other if you solve those problems, you can get huge benefits on the other side because people can work wherever they are. You can live anywhere you want in the world. Um, you can spend a lot more time with your family. If you're working from home, we can recruit anywhere in the world. We don't have any, don't have to you know pick one place and only hire people who are there or talk people into moving there. Um, just really a lot of benefits. I think make it totally worthwhile. So who does all that hiring within Automatic? Is that you or is that Matt or how does it happen? Because I, I can imagine that being quite a, a, a weird process when you're hiring people from all over the world because how would you set, for instance, a pay rate when someone lives in Bulgaria and not in the U.S.? Yeah, so that hiring is a little bit different and uh, Matt does a lot of it. I do some of it. Um, we have other people in the company starting to do some of the hiring. Um, a lot of it actually comes out of work camps, um, traveling around and meeting people there. Now, the process is, uh, that we've developed over the years is um, has a couple of, of elements that I think are different than getting a job at a regular company. One is that we try and do trial projects with people first, where we say, you know, this looks like it could be a good fit, but let's try it out and let's pick a project for two, three, four weeks where we just pay you as a consultant and we'll see how it goes and for both sides. So we just see how somebody operates in a distributed environment and somebody who's thinking about joining the company sees what it's really like to work with us and to work from home. And then another thing we do is once somebody joins, the first three weeks of anybody, it doesn't matter what you're eventually going to work on at Automatic, your first three weeks are going to be spent in customer support with our happiness team. So just getting to know people, sort of getting to know the company and working directly with our customers and hearing from them. Um, and that's worked really well to just kind of get people into the flow of how things work and how all the systems work. Yeah, I, I think that is absolutely awesome and that more companies, especially the very big ones, should be doing that. I, there's nothing as humbling as being in customer support for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, does I, it also mean that you go and, uh, back into customer support every once in a while? Yeah, actually, we really we we try to do all that. I do part of customer support um, still to this day. I, I deal with a lot of the uh, sort of terms of service and uh, you know potential legal issues these days. But um, and we we really try and encourage everyone to to be part of customer support because it just. There's you know, nothing like hearing directly from, from people using your software. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely cool. It's, uh, has that ever uh, meant someone to, uh, that someone left during the first three weeks? I'm just curious. Sorry, say again. Uh, it, has it ever meant that someone left during the, f the first, first few weeks because they couldn't handle the customer support <laughs> part, or is your pro are your products so good that the support doing support is actually not that bad? <laughs> no, somebody nobody nobody's run run away in horror. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. But <laughs> I want to switch gears real quick, Tony, because you mentioned something that Lloyd Budd also mentioned. I think yesterday on on his blog. Uh, fooleswisdom.com, I think it's called. He said something to the effect, well, he said two things that I think are interesting and I want you to weigh in on them. One of them is 
you know, and you alluded to this earlier in the conversation talking about, you know, Drupal and the, and the stigma that is kind of cast on WordPress. And uh, I liked how in this conversation you used the word blogs, but then later you also used the word sites. I mean, how does, how does the automatic team feel about, and I know there's a, you know, we had Matt Mulweg on the show, he talked about the uh, uh, showcase, but how does, how does the automatic team feel about these, uh, these stigmas and where WordPress is going as a CMS and uh, how, the re- how the rest of the open source community sees WordPress? What do you guys feel about that and, and how does that look in the future? Yeah, I think that the, the trend about you know, WordPress becoming a CMS is undeniable. I think the, you know, some people don't like the term CMS and, so it, and it's a very technical term and you know, a lot of regular people don't know what that means. So we just like to talk about sites. You know, WordPress is a tool that people use to create websites, and some of those websites are blogs, and some of them are you know news sites, and some of them are something else. But um, so that's and that's just something that's been happening over the last several years with with WordPress, and, and that's what you know the, the beauty of an of an open platform and an open source project is that you know people do with it what they want, and you know they you, you sort of follow the lead of what. what People do with their software rather than trying to sort of predict the future or tell people what to do with it. So we we are just essentially responding to what we are doing and want to be doing with, with the software. Um, and for us as a business, you know, we like the trend because it means more people can use WordPress. And also, a lot of our services, our add-on services, that's how we make money. And it, they're not specific to blogging. Right? It doesn't matter if you have a blog or a company website, you're still going to want to back it up probably. So, um, and, you know, you might, as long as you have comments on your site, you're probably going to get spam or you're going to need an anti-spam solution. So for us as a business, it's, it's a, a trend that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think it's just going to continue. It's, it's one, I would say, of several high-level trends that are just going on overall with, you know, so Obviously, one of them is people want to build more websites and, you know, using a CMS. But we also see a, a bunch of other big trends that I think are really going to shape WordPress and our company in, in the next, you know, year or two. And, you know, one of them clearly is, is social and social publishing. We've seen, you know, in the early years, a lot of focus for WordPress was on SEO because that was the main way people got traffic to their sites. And, you know, WordPress... Um, has always been really strong with SEO. And that's changing now. SEO is too important, but all of a sudden people are getting tons of traffic from social sites, from Facebook and from Twitter and from other places. And so we're seeing a lot more activity in, in just WordPress users and publishers trying to figure out how to optimize that. And what, what does that look like? How do I participate in that? So I think that's a huge trend. And again, that applies to not just blogs, but all types of websites. Another big one is, is mobile. We, we've been working on mobile apps now for iPhone and BlackBerry and Android for a couple of years, and it's with the, starting with the iPhone app. We now have over a million people using the various mobile WordPress apps. And like that's me. a huge number. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's something. And, you know, there's a – that is – you know, that's great today, and, you know, a lot of people like those apps, but I'm not going to be surprised if those apps look very different two or three years from now because that's something that's still 
evolving and people are figuring out how to best take advantage of these new platforms. So I'd say those are some of the trends that I think are, you know, new ones to, to pay attention to. Well, there, now you, you've, you've made me want to talk about some other things, but one of the things that I've noticed in talking to, to you and Matt is, is really kind of made this bubble up in my mind, so to speak. Automatic is focused on closing these circles or closing these loops, I should say, excuse me. And um, the way that Yost and I characterize this when we talk shop now and again is, 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 is similar. You know, we look at the needs of, of, of various people in the community and we figure, you know, what is it that, that closes the gap, bridges the gap, or closes the loop? And I think that's why, you know, we really like the WordPress community so much because, um, there's just so much opportunity there, and uh, especially with mobile. And that brings me, ironically, to another thing. One of the big trends that's, that's coming, and it's existed for a long time, but now it's just got a new nomenclature, and, and, and it's becoming a, a buzzword of, of sorts, is uh, the whole game mechanics aspect of things. And I'm wondering, in particular, what you guys might be working, and obviously you may not be able to tell me, but what you guys might be working on that's, along the lines of like Badgeville and, and there's just a number of these other companies out there who are um, empowering is a cliche word, but it's the only one that comes to mind. They're empowering publishers with these, uh, these capabilities that drive time on site and engagement and, you know, all these kinds of intangibles similar to, you know, what a Foursquare or Gowalla is doing except for, you know, for publishers. Are you guys thinking about bringing elements like that to WordPress.com in the future, or how do you feel about that trend in general? We are thinking about it. It's uh, it's definitely a new trend, and I very you know early stages of figuring things out. I, one of the things we've talked about is how, in terms of sort of game mechanics and rewards, how you know at the core of the WordPress experience is publishing. So you create something and you hit publish and it goes out to the world and then you sort of wait and you know there's no sort of feedback there's nothing rewarding you at that point for you know you've created something you've published it to the world and nothing really happens for a little while you know hopefully then people come and they comment and it's fun but so we've talked about that moment of publishing is something that should be more rewarding and maybe we can do some things to to help with that and to show you also all the work that WordPress does for you when it's actually publishing your post and sort of sending it out to all these different places in the world. I think that's kind of exciting. It all happens under the hood right now, but you know, showing that to people and, and tying that in somehow with, uh, with more of a, a reward system or reward moment I think would be interesting. And then we've also thought about it, and a lot of people have thought about it in, with regards to comments because you know comments are you know, one of the most exciting things about blogging is one of the biggest reasons why people blog. And it's also one of the frustrations, right, where people feel like they don't get comments and, you know, is anybody actually paying attention and does anybody care about what I have to say? So, and I think it's an area where, you know, we could make more fun. We could um, do something there to reward people more because right now it's, you know, a little bit dry. You just go in and you say your thing and maybe you come back and sort of watch the answers, but it's definitely not game-like. Right. Well, 
I suppose it's true. It's not terribly game-like, but, I mean, uh, intense debate, which is an automatic product for those who don't know, it, it does offer some... Uh, I'm forgetting the nomenclature for it now, but basically you can have a profile and you can have a rating, right? So there's that feedback loop in that piece of every uh, of of the the commenting system, and that's obviously available on WordPress.com. So I mean, there's a hint of game mechanics here or there, but um, you know, obviously more can be done. And and you know, the reason why I bring it up is you know, closing the loop and and getting the engagement is still a key and vital piece of. Of, of publishing to be sure. Um, one of the other things that was actually pretty interesting to me is that uh, you guys have so many products and there's so many different things out there uh, that are available, you know, for the most part. Well, just in general, they all help publishers. How do you guys introduce and increase awareness around those things for, you know, for the WordPress.com users? I, you know, obviously I have an account. Well, I guess not obvious, but I definitely do. But I don't really. I find out about the products through, you know, through the feeds and, and different sites that I read and stuff like that. How do you drive uh, business in that way? I'm curious. Yeah, so it's uh, probably an area that, where we could do a better job, to be honest. Um, so one thing that you know, in the past, what we've done is just sort of counted on the word of mouth and you know the WordPress community and ecosystem, just kind of spread the word. And that has worked pretty well. You know, we have a lot of our services are used by you know, millions of people or even tens of millions of people. But we also have a lot of people who get a little bit confused because we have so many different products. And the, I think it's, we do a better job at making it easier for somebody who has a standalone WordPress site, it's not hosted on WordPress.com, to just tap into our services and to discover other services that we offer, you know, without being like easy and all marketing about it and try to, you know, get people to upgrade all the time or to try things all the time, but just kind of make it more clear that, hey, here's a set of services that work really well together that could make your site better. Um, so we're going to invest in some of that, make the sort of sign up and upgrade flow if there's not a, pr a premium version of it, you know, a lot simpler. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, something we're going to invest in. I mean, it's frankly just, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and we keep building new things and um, we got to just over time make it smoother for people. And we do, you know, we have to get, like I said, we have a lot of people using our various services. Like one of them that, you know, it's, doesn't even get talked about that much, but it's the WordPress.com stats where, you know, people can tap into the stats system on WordPress.com for their WordPress.org blog and it's used by hundreds of thousands of people. We actually track a huge amount of, of, of traffic and stats for people uh, that are outside of WordPress.com, and I think that's a great place to start to, you know, offer more awareness and more services through that. Very cool. So um, we need to take a quick commercial break, and then we can come back and discuss whether uh, you guys maybe actually just need a marketing manager, Tony. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that after the break, then. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more WordPress Community Podcast after this. 250000 dollars in cash prizes and all year long revenue share is what you can win 
when you enter the 2010 Internet Marketing World Cup competition. All competitors are rigorously screened to ensure the best competition and the best possible results. Before you tell others how to make it work for them, prove that your system actually works. Build your reputation in the competition that puts your system to the test and proves you are the best of the best. Sign up at www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. That's www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. Registration ends soon, so put your system to the test today. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Ghost Evoc and Frederick Towns. So, Tony. You, you actually said that you, uh, in the past, you relied on, on, on the word of mouth, but it sounded a bit like you were telling us that, that uh, Automatic has a job opening for a good marketing manager. <laughs> we, uh, we actually are investing in marketing a little bit, and we, you know, we, and that's maybe something that looks a little bit different in our company because you know traditional marketing is not something we're hugely interested in, but by that I mean like, you know, the sort of press releases and, you know, trade shows kinds of stuff. But uh, just making it more efficient to get the word out in the community and also to get people outside outside of WordPress to, to hear more about what we have to offer, um, I think is, is one of our goals. Yeah, and I think you're very right in doing so. We, you as a company, and I think the entire community has something to gain by doing that uh, the best we can uh, with all of us together. So, um, one of the things I've always admired about the Mozilla community is the Spread Firefox campaign, um, and and I've always been a bit wondering about how we could copy something like that onto WordPress. Uh, there's some 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 small initiatives here and there, but maybe that's something we should be, just be doing as a community together and see if we can we can do something like that for for well ourselves and the world to improve it all. 
I I agree, and it's funny you mentioned that campaign because uh, the guy who ran that campaign at Mozilla, their VP of marketing was Paul Kim, and he now works for Automatic. Yeah, uh, it's not an entirely coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but I I have always been a fan of of that campaign, and I I, I know that Paul works for you. Um, uh, He was the, the guy who got you on the show last week, so... I'm very grateful for him being there. Um, uh, just that uh, I, I sometimes think we could do uh, do an even better job of uh, of promoting the product altogether, uh, and I think we we would all benefit. So it's just an, an, an open invitation, I guess, and and a, a hand of help if you need one. Um, we've only got a couple of minutes left because we had so much uh, technical uh, issues at the beginning. Um, and I have actually prepared you, uh, which which makes you a very special guest because n- usually I just jump on our guests and tell them that we do plug-in picks. Um, but I've actually prepared you, so I was wondering if you uh, had a plug-in pick ready for us to share with our audience. Yeah, yeah, you asked me before the show, and I was wondering if you know if, if I should plug a automatic plug-in, but I think that would be too cheesy. So, uh, so I have two uh, I have two plug-ins. I I like a lot recently. Uh, one of them, one of them is WP Touch, which I don't know it might have been a plug and pick before, since that's a very popular one. We actually use that on WordPress.com as a default option when people visit a blog from a mobile device. Um, WP Touch makes sure that it's formatted correctly and it actually is much more usable. It makes your blog much more usable for people who visit, especially from an iPhone. And then uh, the second one I wanted to. to a, big, a quick plug for is uh, a plugin that uh, we we're starting to uh, use a little bit on WordPress.com as well, and that's called Shrimp Test. And uh, it was developed by Nicho, and uh, we, we actually helped him out a little bit this summer. Uh, he worked on it over the summer, and this is a it's an A/B testing plugin for WordPress. So what it allows you to do is take two versions of your site and run them for different you know, visitors coming to your site and then compare their effectiveness. So um, it's really cool for things where, you know, we're testing like different headlines for things or different links and, you know, seeing what's more effective. Yeah, uh, yeah I know that both Frederick and myself have been reading up on its progress. So uh, I, we're very interested to see what, what, what it'll do. Um, it is cool stuff. It seriously is. And I've not played enough with it yet. I don't know if you've played with it already, Frederick. But I did play with it. I actually helped um, make sure that W3 Total Cash was compatible with it. Very good. So it'll actually work when I use it on my blogs. Indeed. Very good. So, Fred, do you have a plug-in pick for us as well this week? I was working, well, I've been working very religiously with custom taxonomies and post types, especially because of, you know, lots of the wonderful UI um, stuff that was added in the 3.0 branch. And um, one that's kind of caught my attention is, is, well, I think it's one that will make it a lot easier to take advantage of custom taxonomies for lots of people who don't want to deal with too much code. It's called Ultimate Taxonomy Manager. And, um, you know, just poking around the interface and everything else, very straightforward. It's, it's informative. I, I think it's a solid plug-in, so that is my pick. 
coming from you, that's uh, something to say. I have I've not often heard you say that something is solid. I was straight out of the box. Okay, cool. I'll have a look. Um, and I'm actually gonna uh, go uh, into a plugin that I've never picked on the show, but that I've been using uh, a lot in the past and only started using again after uh, WordCamp Bulgaria last week, um, which is uh, yet another related posts. Um, I've I've been switching back and forth between different uh, related posts plugins to show related posts on my blogs. Um, on Yoast.com, they were actually gone for quite a while, uh, but this weekend I had a good play with uh, yet another related post, and uh, and their their latest release seems to do a, a pretty awesome job of, of doing really good related posts and um, not got entirely uh, good stats on it yet but it seems to have uh, when I enabled them b- uh, back on on Yoast.com it seems to have increased my average page views by about 20% which I think is, is quite a bit so average page views per visit so I'm um, very happy with that and, uh, and, and uh, hoping that it will continue this trend because that's good, good for traffic of course um Okay, uh, Tony, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Anything you want to share with us that you think the, the entire WordPress community should know about? Oh boy, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, something the entire WordPress community should know about. Uh, let me. I'll just you know plug WordCamp. You know, make sure that you know you, you constantly check if there's a WordCamp near you. Um, I think they're wonderful events and. Uh, a ton of people who that was their introduction into the WordPress community, and it's it's gone really well for them. Absolutely, I've uh, I, I have the the pleasure of of being at the, at several of them a year, and I, I always enjoy it thoroughly. And I know Frederick has recently done a couple too. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good a good plug. So check out uh, that's at um, WordCamp.org it has a list of all of them, right? Uh, so uh, central.wordcamp.org, uh, it, it'll redirect there immediately. Just so uh, go check that out. And with that, um, we need to wrap up. I want to thank you for being here. It was a pleasure, Tony. Um, I hope we'll have you back in the future when we've got more of these nice announcements coming from Automatic. Thank you, guys. Uh, it was really fun. Thank you. Um, and with that, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, next week, we've got Brian Clark from Copyblogger. So uh, just make sure you tune in. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.